Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, and remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. And I have to tell you, I went to see a Motley Crew and Alice Cooper last night, and it was a, uh, it was a great show. I mean, they've only really had a rock, but what's funny is I took the, uh, me and Joanne took the subway, and then we took the shuttle from the Hollywood Bowl, from uh, Hollywood Highland to the Hollywood Bowl. And it's just amazing how so many people just want so much attention. This big rock and roll guy is sitting next to me, and he's telling everyone how he's a rock and roller and f this, f that. How he got a shot of Jameson's mixed with uh, with Apple Pucker, and it was like I'm sitting there going, "Just shut up, please." I mean, it's it's like we don't you don't need the attention. It's just awful. You're sitting there. You're a big rocker. My friend was playing drums for the band that opened for them, the Raskins, and the shirt I was wearing was given to me by Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses, and I'm the furthest thing from a rocker ever. So it's just like, please shut up. And he's telling he's telling stuff and people are laughing and he has no comedic talent at all and it just irritates me that people I don't know if they were intimidated they're just stupid but they were just laughing and it bothered me because I was thinking today I have a, a very funny guy who has just has a great movie I just watched but my guest is Jason Nash how you doing Jason what's up Steve how you been good man so uh are, are you a big concert goer do you go to, do you go to concerts I go some concerts last concert I saw was um New Order Great show! I, yeah. I love the '80s stuff. I don't, I'm I'm 50. I don't know how old you are, but uh, I love. I were they good? Uh, yeah, it was really really good. Surprisingly, my friend is a crazy New Order fan, and he's like, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I went more for him, but it was great. And we were we had great seats, and they played all the songs you know, and and then I saw Billy Joel before that. Everyone, everyone's. I, I've never seen him in concert. I, I, that, know, growing up back east, so I know you're from Boston. Yeah. But growing up back east, it was like you know I was I was weaned on Springsteen and Billy Joel and New York. Is that where you grew up? I grew up in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Which yeah, is Cher- I know Philly. Cherry Hill. Sure. How do you know? How do you know Cherry Hill? I have a friend from Cherry Hill. Okay. What's, what's, what's writer, the, creator, person out here. His name is Eric. All right. So, you know, because there's a lot of Eric's. I I grew up in Cherry Hill. There's tons of Eric's. It's Maybe like, you a, know him. What's his last name? His last you don't name know his is. <laughs> Why don't we just leave it that you maybe do know? I him. might know him. That's cool, Eric. So, uh, so, you're so from, cool. Such a small world. It is. I know you know Eric from Cherry Hill, and actually, I graduated with three Erics from Cherry Hill. So it's amazing. I love New Jersey. See, thank you. I, I lived there for a while, and I love it. And I think it gets a bad rap. And the shore is gorgeous. There's just one part you don't want to go to. Wildwood or Seaside Heights. Yeah, that's the. If, as long as you don't go there, the rest of it is gorgeous. I went there. My father-in-law got us a place there for the whole family and. Oh, the kids were bitching. Jersey's so lame. It's so cheesy. And I was like, all right, well, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a big advocate on that because everyone saw the Jersey Shore and they thought, oh, my God, this is the this is New Jersey. And everyone sees Jersey, Jersey, what exit. But they don't see there's so many areas that you can ski. There's areas, you know, the beaches are beautiful. Your Food's great. Yeah. I grew up 10 minutes from Philadelphia, an hour and a half from New York. Two hours from Baltimore. Wow. When I did comedy on the road back in the day, you could drive to those gigs. And it was like, you weren't sitting there going, oh my God. Like now guys sit there and go, oh, I got to drive eight hours. I'm like, dude, why would you drive eight hours for a one-nighter? It's yeah. like, in, I mean, you know. So so you get centrally located. Yeah, right? it's good. If you go down to Philly, that my favorite is that that accent, water. Oh, water. My, my yeah. father had that. He used to say pasta. He'd always say, instead yeah. of pasta, pasta. And, pasta. Yeah, and people, it's the water is the, the one water. thing. My girlfriend the just... Phone. Yeah, see... I, I, spoke, I spoke with my friend on the phone. But you're from Boston. You don't have an accent at all. No, I, I, I consciously got rid of it when I was a kid. A road just book, but everyone—I mean, did everyone else have the accent? Why do you want to get rid of it? 
I don't know. I think I want to be totally honest. I think I wanted to like get out of Boston. Okay. I think I wanted to like. I used to watch a lot of TV, and I wanted to like make TV. Is that I mean, is that what happened when you were a kid? Did you yeah. know you were funny? Or, I know you went to comedy, or did you no. just want to get into? Entertainment? I wasn't funny. I mean, I wasn't funny at all. My parents didn't think about it. My sister was really funny, and I stole all my material from her. And now she's a computer programmer. See that? Yeah, I don't know how it was for you. It always seems that way. Like you meet a funny person, and you're like, oh no, no, Joe wasn't the funny one. Well, I think a lot of he times, just had a big ego. Yeah, a lot of times the funny people, though, like the class clown was always like, they, they were loud, but they weren't funny, and people would laugh because they were rebelling, so that everyone's like, oh man, they're talking back. <laughs> but me, I was quiet, and I would crack jokes to people, and, like, you know, and they'd be like, that's funny. Like years later, at my 30-year reunion, they're like, oh, we can see why you got in the, the entertainment profession, because <laughs> you were funny. I go, well, what about that guy? And he goes, oh, he was a dick. He wasn't funny. We just like, because he yelled out, but a teacher. <laughs> the best joke I ever, the best crack I ever made in my life is the only one I can remember I was working as a receptionist at Saturday Night Live and there was a Christmas party and we were all in the office kind of working getting everything for all the important people and um, Lauren Michaels was talking to this guy the nerdy guy with glasses and he goes uh, and my other the other assistant goes geez I wonder I wonder what Lauren's talking to Matt about and I said uh I don't know. I wonder what Lauren's saying to Matt. And I said, uh, "How high can you jump?" And I thought, and everyone thought that was the greatest. I was like, "Oh, that was a good one." And, and I know. made like you know the writers laugh, and that was like a big deal because yes. I wasn't a writer. No, you were. What did, oh, you were just a receptionist. But I now, was just an assistant. Now, how did you get on this path? You know, you said you watched a lot of TV when you were young, and you wanted to make TV, and you sat there and you enjoyed it, and that's why you got rid of the accent. Now, did you get involved in? plays or anything in high school or I just thought that I got rid of the accent I just was like why is everyone talking like that it sounds stupid right like my father is so hot and uh -huh. you know oh my god I went down to the Framingham Mall and my right. brother and he was there there was a fight at the Papaginos and oh my god it was awesome you know I just it just sounded dumb uh, but uh, I don't know I just didn't have it my sister doesn't have it either and plus I've been living here for like 10 years alright so, yeah. so what, what was your path did you go to college I went to college. I went to UMass. And um, what was your state school? Horrible grades. What was your major? Um, I was uh, oh terrible communications. Okay. Bullshit major. I thought I was going to be. A, I thought I would be like working news, and I worked in news for a while, and I hated it. I worked at Channel Four News in Boston, and they just lied about the weather, and they lied about. Uh, so you just like. It just felt like a weird job to have. There was nothing honest about it. Like, I thought it would be a really honest thing. Oh, bring people the news. But it wasn't that way at all. It was like a really messed up place where they lied and made stuff up and were sensational. And So you're doing that. And now, how how do you... Okay, you're, you're at the news. Now, how do you sit there and go, I want to get into this comedy world? I really wanted to do comedy so bad, I didn't think I could do it because I was not that funny. It was not funny at all. But you it, made Lauren Michaels and the writers left. So. I didn't make Lauren Michaels. I mean, that was after. Then then I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go to New York and try to do work at Saturday Night Live. That was my dream. Like, oh As, my God. Did, did you want to write or did you want to act? I wanted to write at okay. Saturday Night Live. I was like, I auditioned for Saturday Night Live. I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live too, but I would have done either. And then I, I did audition eventually but after I was working there. I got out of there and then I started performing and... Yeah, I mean, I was. I always wanted to do comedy, and I always wanted to. Do, to, to me, the pinnacle was to make a, a comedic film. Okay, that a was film that was you know, that said something that was also funny, like 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 Annie Hall or all those you know Judd Apatow's movies, anything like that. That's really what I always wanted to do. So you were doing stand up. Were you doing stand up in New York or doing sketch? <laughs> I was doing stand sketch mostly. 
Okay. And then a little bit of stand-up came out here, and I tried to write TV shows, and I sold TV shows, and they never went anywhere, and I got really frustrated. I couldn't book a commercial. I've never booked a commercial. I couldn't book guest stars. I was terrible at auditioning. I didn't think I was a bad actor. I just was terrible. And then I just stopped auditioning because I started to not believe that it would work for me. And so people would call like, well, he's got to come in. And I'd be like, no, I'm not coming in. No. So that's weird because auditioning is weird because when you go on auditions, it's like, I don't know if, you, if, if, if there's, there's so many people don't know out there. There's so many different kinds of auditions. Like I, I did an audition for a video, a Hillary Duff video or something okay. like that. And there was three of us, you know, we're, as a background, no big deal. And there's always like, you know, when the, when the director says, hey, okay, everyone, don't overact. There's always like an idiot who overacts. You know what I mean? Sure. And the center going, okay, they told us not to do that. And it's just <laughs> weird because there's so many people who are so hungry for the limelight. They just, and it, it's always like the class clown. Yeah. The person who's always loud. They're not funny, but they overact. Did you run, did you ever run that in an audition? This is a good theme for the show already. The guy on the train. He was being loud and boisterous, I right? I, I didn't even plan that. So yeah, it's my and, subconscious. yeah, and you know, it's I, I that kind of thing doesn't bother me when someone overacts because I sometimes I see it works. Like I just did a reality show called Funniest Wins. Okay, that's uh, with uh, the Wayans. Yeah. Oh, you're on that. Okay, I I, cause I I was already eliminated. Oh, that sucks. And no, it's great, and um, I was glad to go, and. You know, you could see it. You were like, oh, he wanted everybody to be really big. And whatever I was doing wasn't going to wasn't gonna make it there. How did that come about? Did, did they know stupid. you? stupid. I should have never or, done it. Or, I mean, was it no, a while ago? Or? I was doing a lot of vines, and I think they... I think I was one of the only guys in their demo, white guy, you know, older, that would do it. And I just said no, and I said no. And then the movie was coming out at that time, and I thought, oh... I'll do the I'll do the TV show and that'll only help get right. the movie. No, it doesn't help at all. There's no it feels like there's no cross, and I don't know why that is. That was my first experience to try to do two things at once, but I don't know if that's your experience when you try to like you'll think that oh I'm doing this so that will help that right. It it doesn't. I don't think it works like well, that. I think what unless happens, you're like in, all in films or something. Right. I think what happens a lot though is you know for a show like that and, and this is just my nothing against I haven't seen the show but for a show like that the people that are watching that show honestly to me aren't the same people who are going to watch and appreciate your movie yeah I know because I know. your I movie up. is good I mean your, your movie's not over the top your movie's well put together great guest stars thank you and uh, yeah something like that Like it's like saying someone who's going to you know love Make Me Laugh is going to love an Annie Hall movie it's not like let's say if Woody Allen was on Make Me Laugh they wouldn't sit there and go wow we're going to watch I think that's just the, the correlation yeah I guess but I watch everything and I like everything. But you're also in depth into the into the whole entertainment thing, right? So, you know this thing. You know we usually cumulate the career. We're gonna we're gonna talk about your movie now. That we're gonna get we're gonna talk about how it came up to the movie because sure. people in the movie Jason Nash is married. It's so funny. He he. When I spun him on the show, he said you have to watch my movie, and I said that's cool because I always do stuff like that. And the funny thing is, I have iTunes. I never use it. I have like a five dollar and sixty seven credit on it or whatever. Yeah, you just and made it. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't used it for so long that it had me redo my password. Well, I never used it, so I don't know my password. So oh, it's very in, frustrating. Oh, yeah, yes. and then I go in, and I try to do a password, and it's enough strength that they say, you can't use that password. I'm thinking, well, I got the capitals. I got the numbers. <laughs> so finally, I make one up. I don't write it down because I have 67 cents in my thing. I listen to CDs. I don't, I don't listen to iTunes. My girlfriend's a big iTunes fan. But I watched it, and uh, it was really good. And okay. it was, um, and how did you, you know, you sat there. You, now, you are married. Yeah. Okay, but now is your wife in the entertainment field? 
She is. Okay. So how much of that is set in the movie with semi-autobiography? Tell the people what the movie's actually about so they know. The movie's about sort of when you fall in love with somebody and before you... Before, when you find love before you find yourself. That's how I always say it. And I, and I you know, always watch like romantic comedies and they're always leading to this great like oh we're gonna be together right and so i thought well they, that's all crap it should be after when they get together and about that story because that's the real story to me and and and, th- and that was my story i, I was uh, my wife was doing really good and i did nothing for like 10 years i just failure after failure after failure but i look at your imdb and you've written for a bunch of shows you were on last comic standing right yeah, you, I mean, you, 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 the thing is, I mean, you, it's so funny, and I have had guests on who uh, say this. They say like they've done nothing. Yeah, but when they look at the you look at their resume, they've done a lot. But I think anything, it's you. Even you don't sit there and you go, I want that big thing. But but you've I mean you've written for a bunch of shows. You've been in TV. You know you, you have the Vine success, and that's what I notice a lot of times. I think that's people that succeed because they they've done a lot, but they sit there and they go, Oh crap! I only worked for this eight episodes in this thing and the thing is there's so many other people that will want that resume but it's the it's feeling weird. it's the feeling you get though I've never I never had a good feeling at last comic I never went yeah this is this is this is it this well, is good I think also last comic I mean I think it's sort of you know who the wins and stuff I mean I'm friends with Jim Schubert how he got knocked off Jim Schubert's one a great touring comic and I'm like oh Jimmy Schubert sorry yeah Jim Schubert his friends call him Jim he's a Philly guy and uh, I know him as Jim yeah Jimmy Jim Jimmy (laughs) I love that's my favorite thing it's uh but I know Johnny Carson John yeah Johnny hey (laughs) I know because I I always do this it's like um um I'm a 50 year old guy I think he's my age I hate calling someone my age like if you know I'm like Jimmy it's like it's like it's like calling like yeah no he's a funny guy that's what you call but that's nothing wrong with it that's like the thing is like for him he gets knocked off last comic standing yeah there's a guy who's been the last but I heard he was doing really well he was killing it yeah but there was someone who's been doing comedy for a year well I'm sorry there's and I think that with with last comic standing I think you would sit there and of course if you win you make a lot of money but then I think also I don't think it's as a comic it must not must have been that totally fulfilling for you no it's awful I mean I just wanted to do something I was proud of like um, like you love doing the show right well, I love it and it's your thing and you can do do whatever you want lead the conversation or like uh, Paul Tompkins comedy albums like that's right. something that I would be like wow well Paul was in the movie Yes, he was in and the movie. No, because I we used to hang out. With, I used to hang out with Paul back in Philly back yeah? in the day. Yeah, and he a lot of people don't know this. He was in a comedy troupe called Gus. I think I did know that. And they were so damn funny. It was like stuff. Okay. This was like in nineteen eighty eight or nine, no, probably nineteen ninety. Stuff you'd never seen before. And that's why I see how he's done well because he's just he's just so different. The way and his acting. He, I mean, in the movie, he's great as a therapist when he calls you over and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I got." <laughs> he's just the, funny. He's the most well rounded comedian there is yeah in this generation there's nobody better at stand-up sketch acting writing he blows me away and he's really good in the movie i don't you know he's he's amazing he's probably maybe the most amazing so now you said you said you had vine okay you did did, now the vines help lead up to the movie is that how you started taking it yeah i started making all these vines what is exactly is a vine like because i don't i don't have i don't have itunes i have a i have you don't need itunes for vine it used to be you needed a a iphone i thought you need an iphone or an android it's an app you download it and then it's six seconds and it loops and so it came out last year and it started to become this kind of art form of what could you do in six seconds and it became all about comedy that's what people wanted and it was all teenagers so 
you know, because I had nothing else going on, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do this as much as I can. And uh, and then that, because I got a good following on there, Comedy Central was like, yeah, we could probably put your, you know, put the movie out. Now, how many vines would you do a day? I first started doing like four a day. Now I do like one or two. So now, what 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 do you what like? You're saying six seconds. Like, what would you do? In I, si- like when you first started out? Because what I, if I wanted to do a vine? What would I do? You should probably do something comedic because that's okay. what's going to do the best. Right. You know, everybody's different. I do things like little slices of life that I notice. Like I do, um, one of the things I do is called uh, Two Moms Saying Goodbye in the School Parking Lot. And if you ever walk by two moms having a conversation, you don't know what they're talking about, but you just hear little snippets. Right. So it's always kind of like, so, you know, that's what's going on. And the other one's like, hey, you win some, you lose some. You know, I know. I know, you know, and then it's like the last thing's always like, I have yoga booty ballet, and it's uh, they're always little slices of life. And that's you, you're doing it though. Yeah, but I, I do that one with a partner, or I do uh, the people at the taco stand, the people at the ta- the people working the taco stand at the charity event who have no food experience, and it's always a guy like he's like, uh, there's no more, we got no more beef, right. no more, no more beef tacos, we're we're out of it. And I know because I always see when I go to uh, charity events like parents, I go to tons of stuff where they're raising money. That's all I do is raise money, and and it's I always see parents like flipping out. They've been assigned something that they don't know. So I thought that was funny. I try to do stuff like that. That's what I try to do. But it has to be in six seconds. It has to be in six seconds, and it has to and it has to be a good loop. And now it, it doesn't. You don't edit it, do you? You can edit them. Do you edit them? I do edit them sometimes. But six seconds, man. That's just because six seconds is so like, you know, like that. It, it's a blessing though, because for me, for somebody that was trying for so long to do something that resonated, this forced me to be so quick. Okay. And I was never that quick. I would make like YouTube videos that were like four minutes long. All right. And it's like, that's too long. Now, did, did you edit them on your phone or do you just sit there? You, you can, yes, you can edit them in the app or you can edit them on the phone. And there's I have iMovie on my phone. Like I was just editing one today for Frank's Red Hot. And I shot it and I used my kids in them. <laughs> Um, and it's it's good. I mean, it's a it's a good. It, I like it. You know, so it's it, it's also directing. It's also very very short directing. You're like, okay, how am I going to shoot this? And okay, so from the vines, you were doing all these vines. And you're getting a when I mean, you say a following. How many like twenty, thirty, forty thousands? Or I, I, I have like uh, I have almost a million now. Okay, now when when so you, so it just started. People just found out about you. Yeah, and then people started saying, hey, and probably because you are. As you said, most of it's when you start out were young, younger teenagers. Yeah. So they probably thought, oh, this guy's cool. And like, they probably thought you were, like, different. So they probably, I mean, once teenagers start talking, it's like, poof, it takes off. That's right. So so you're doing these vines, and then Comedy Central approaches you. Now, did they know of you? Had they, have you ever dealt Comedy with Central had known of me. I had done shows with them. I had done web things that didn't work out. And and I just, uh, I, I they, they had given me some money to make some shorts, like three years ago. And it was such a small amount of money that I just was like, I'm just going to make something crazy. I'm going to go crazy. And I started making shorts. And then I was like, I have a movie here. I have definitely have a movie here. This was a story that I wrote. So they just kept working at it and kept shooting with everybody. And so for like, you know, twelve, ten or $12,000, I had a movie at the end of it. And the people that had given me the money had all left their jobs. So it was just kind of like, okay, well... It, they didn't. They didn't care about the money, and they were like, "All right, well, we'll just uh, we'll just take the movie now, and we'll buy the movie from you." 
when you were shooting it, did you did you sit down first and write a script? Did you sit there and go, I'm going to write a screenplay? Because as you said, it was it came from doing shorts. But in the back of your head, where you're sitting there going, I want to write a re, uh, a, a full length feature, or I mean. And then it just you grooved into that, or did you sit down and write a screenplay, or did you sort of wing it as you shot? I I had written a lot of screenplays, and what had happened was like I would write things that were really expensive to shoot, so they would never get made, or and then so this was better because I would just write scenes and then rearrange the scenes, and then yeah, they were shorts, and then tie them together with voiceover. And I just kept working at it, and it was an interesting way to do a movie. I I liked it that way because it felt really real, and there were no trappings of like. For for those that have written a screenplay, it's like, well, page eighty five, they've got to hit rock bottom, and or or you know, or this is the part in the movie where they're they have the montage. Isn't it weird like that? Because when I when I first moved up there, I opted a screenplay for like it was like I was so it was like fifteen hundred dollars against like ninety thousand. I was so excited. Yeah. And you bring in something, and these people who usually don't know crap. They're sitting there going, okay, well, we need more structure. Same thing. 40 page, you know, what's a comedy? So it should be 112 pages because you can't laugh. And it's, but it's true. They sit there and you have to write where it's like you have to sit there and go, okay, even if you're in a passage of doing something, you go, wow, I got to I gotta cut all this good stuff out just to have, as you say, have them hit rock bottom. Yeah. And so yours isn't, I mean, yours, but yours, yours flows well. So you, when you wrote it, you were, you were like, I'm not going to We cut structure. so much good stuff. Okay. We cu- I mean, that was the thing that I learned was like, you have to get rid of, like I had a whole hot tub scene with Busy Phillips and Andrea Savage that was really funny and they're in bikinis. So you know, you know, I, I, it killed me to cut it. Right. You can see it actually if you go to jasonnashesmarried.com. There's a thing called deleted scenes on there. I have to go to that. And pe- people should go watch that one scene. And also watch the scene with June Diane Raphael, who's um really, really funny comedian, comic actress that I is just so great. So what was the, well, the, the first, because I, I know you, if you're, you speak in the studio. Yeah. When the, when the, you know, you're telling story, narrative. Yeah. In the, now, do you had a podcast. I had a podcast. It made me no money. I got really frustrated. I stopped it. I I like I had a podcast before anyone had a podcast. A lot of people, like me and Pardo, started at the same time. Okay. And because um, I was listening to Howard, and I was like, "This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm meant to do." And then it got the the repetition of it and the booking of the guests. It got hard. Booking of the guests can be weird. You know, it's so funny. And for me, it's like I go on a streak where I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, I have." The whole month book, because I, I used to book a month in advance. Now I go, because I had a lot of character actors now. So you can't do that because people, as you know in the business, people get gigs. Get jobs. Advance, they're and, you know, there you go. I'm going to Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like I was supposed to have Greg Barron a few weeks ago. And go, yeah. Oh my God, I just got a gig 17 weeks in uh, New York. I'll, I'll come back. I'll be on it. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's a thing. And it's weird. It's like, it's like anything. When it rains, it pours. Like right now, I'm sitting there going, man, I have no one for August. But then yeah. I go, well, I'll get people. But it does. It puts a pressure on you. And it's like, and you know, we, we know entertainers. You, you can get anybody. You know, I can get a open mic comic, but I don't want that. I want good guests because my sure. my listeners expect a good guest. That you know, when I put a picture on Facebook, at least some of them will like. If I put a no one knows, they're like, what? You know, what the hell? Who the hell is that? The pressure of that was just too much for me. Like, but did you enjoy someone interviewing? Or I loved interviewing. Like, I would love to interview you. I loved it so much. It was my favorite thing to do to to sit there and like try to break someone down and find out what they really I just did a show called um, Paul Gilmartin's show oh yeah you know what uh, Metal, Metal and Less Happy Hour <laughs> well funny thing about that show is 
no, what's great is he was on this show. He was? And he was uh, such a nice guy. And he was, so, I mean, he's one of those guys that he's so nice. It's like him and a guy named Patrick O'Sullivan. I don't know if you know Patrick. He's a comic. And he was in the show The Neighbors for a little bit. He was uh, recurring on ABC. Yeah. But they're just these guys where it's like, if I need, if I'm stuck with it for not having a guest, I'll send Patrick a uh, text. And Patrick, go, oh, I'll find something for you, Cooper. How's Dante Bosco? I've never seen Hook. He's like, he's Rufio. He's got a big following. Right, Rufio. Yeah. So, I have a guest coming in. I have no guest for one. I'm trying to get to the studio. He does it. Paul Gilmartin sent an email, email to all these people. Hey, do uh, Cooper show. Jen Kirkman came on. Ted Lyde's an actor. And he's just my girlfriend was just on that show because she was she's a a, a woman's right after because she was date raped ten years ago. Uh, so she was on. It hasn't aired yet, but she said with Paul's show. I mean, you said you're you have to. It's like there's a list of like all these questions you answer, I and mean, it's it's big research. It, it's it, yeah, and he just really cracks you open. It's unbelievable. Like I think he should ta- he should take that to television as like better than Doctor Phil, like a funny Doctor Phil. Yeah, he's, and he's so likable, and he's a good looking guy, and he's just got that Midwest charm. Everyone hates Doctor Phil, you know. So you, you did that show. Well, what did you guys talk about on that show? Oh my God, he broke me down to like you know my core, my father, you know, abandoned me, all that kind of thing. My mother. Uh, God, he t- I told him. I told him that the best moment was I had my year was when I had the premiere for the movie. And my mother came out, and she she got to go from like podcast to podcast and interview to interview, and she got to experience like what I'd been trying to do for twenty years. See, isn't that cool? That's and like, it was yeah. It must be cool for you. It also happened with uh, I was know, crying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because like it's that mother thing. Like, do you know Tim Bagley? Yeah. Well, Tim was on the show and he said how his his Love mom was visiting him for like a month, yeah. and he got her like an extra in some like YouTube thing. And next thing you know, he's like his mom's like sitting there going, "Oh, this." His mom's like giving the director notes. And he's like, "No, mom, you're an extra." <laughs> but it's just funny to see. Like, I think and I think I believe I saw some of your Facebooks posts. Your mom was getting pictures with a lot of celebrities am i right yeah they they paid us to go to the red carpet at the critics choice so they 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 said oh you go and i said well i can't bring my mom will you buy one more ticket and they said yeah sure so we were like a joan and melissa on the red carpet it was fun fun. she must have loved it she loved it she loves celebrities because it must give a different view and plus now you know all these people it must be give her a different view like oh yeah you know He's not, he's doing something. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the parent, I mean, you can be a huge actor and parents are like, oh, I haven't seen you on TV, you know? Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or people say, you know, I was on cable. My parents are like, uh, well, we don't have cable. You're not a star. And then, they, then he goes, then, then I'm on Tonight Show. Okay, you're somebody now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird like that. Yeah, she, she would say, you know, you feel like a drug addict a little bit, like you're lying. Like, she'll be, how's things going? Oh, really good. You know, doing, getting closer. And she was so sweet about it. She was like, oh, I know you're going to make it. I know. Don't worry. You know, so positive that you felt even worse. Now, is that your mom in the movie? That's my mom in the movie. She okay. plays my mom. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fine. I don't know. So you put your mom in the movie. That was the kind of production it was. It was like I I I, don't, I can't track down another actor. I'm but just gonna have my mom do but it. But that's great because she did a great job. She did good. She killed me. Yeah. A lot better than a lot of these people I see like <laughs> around this town. You know, you see mm-hmm. people in some of these productions. You go, she killed it. She was good. Good, good. I thought that would be fun stunt casting. Yeah, I, I thought it was an actor because there you have so many people now. Now, tell me. How did you get? Did you know Busy Phillips, or like, did you have anyone in? Did you have anyone in mind to be the lead when you were doing this? Because you started writing it, and it's like anything. And of course, everyone says when you're writing something, 
you know, think of someone. But if you're sitting there going, okay, I'm thinking of this person, well, it, a lot of times it's a person you you probably won't get. Like if you think, okay, I'm, this would be great for Diane Keaton. Well, Diane Keaton's not going to do yeah. a $12,000 movie. Yeah. So when you're writing it, did, you knew you had friends, but did you have, who, did, who did you have in mind to play or how did you get to getting her? I, I, ha- I only had her in mind and I didn't know her. Okay, but now were you a fan of her work, or how did you know I, of her? Or I just saw her, and I was just—I mean, just totally taken by her when I when I would see her. Just kind of like, oh my god, because she was funny and pretty. Where and would you see her at? Just on I t- see her on TV. Like, and she's on Cougar Town, right? <laughs> yeah. Or I'd see her on Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Or Dawson's Creek. Or I'd see her in a movie, and I was like, that girl's got a really good range. And so then I just said, uh, and then I just I. I stole her email from somebody and cold emailed her, and she was. What was, what was your query? What like like your, what was your email query? Because it's always interesting me because like I used oh, I sent you yeah. my now you we would get guests. What did you think of my query? Was my query? I thought okay? it was great. I just put I host the show. I put here who's been on. You know I break it down in musicians and that and that's it. Was it so? It's, it's a. I think I think sometimes, and I I do this too. It's I think maybe we sh- you shouldn't let. I feel like when you list what, what who's been on and stuff, it's it's almost like you're qualifying yourself, and I don't know if you need to do that. Okay, but, but I do do that. Yeah, because no, I do that too. Yeah, like, because you think someone who's been on a bunch. I mean, okay, but I did that for my movie, and, and I'm guilty of it. Like when I got busy and I was trying to get like Rob Corddry and Andy Richter and all those people, I would do that. I'd be like. Busy Phillips right. is doing it. I think for I think why we do that also is is for the fact that face it, there are a million podcasts out there. Okay? Right. I've had people tell me stories. A comic named Maz Jabrani told me a story. Where, I know Maz. Yeah. Well, he was sitting there and his he wouldn't do some kids. It was like a weird letter, and then his mom was like, he met this this kid's mom at a party and she's calling Ma's like why wouldn't you do the kids thing so he goes alright yeah. I'll do it and he says he drives out like deep in the valley and he's like on a, in a neighborhood you know and then yeah. he pulls up and like a guy answers the door an old like a older guy and he goes oh I'm here for and oh I'll get, I'll get my son and he goes in and it's like a 17 year old you know yeah. so I think what happens is I think we have to and it sucks because there's so many people and being in LA there's so many weirdos that you know <laughs> I mean I you know you sit there I mean at least I give you a list of people I know you know some of them but sure. if I just said oh yeah I host this thing blah 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 and you'd be like okay I might be a weird stalker you know you don't you don't know that that's why I also always put I, ho- I record in a studio so people know it's not like hey come to my house because I wouldn't go I mean, I did some guy's podcast, and it was we parked in his car in the mall parking lot in Burbank where I live, and it was like 100 degrees. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell am I doing? I want to be on the podcast, but I don't want to, you know, so I think it's weird. You taped like in the car? In his car. And on a Zoom? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on his dashboard. And it was like, and it's in that Burbank garage. It gets real hot. Uh. And I'm like, dude, you could have just came to my place. You know, yeah. I, you, I have air conditioning. Well, I used to do podcasts and lose them. I had Jeff Garland on, and I just... It's just lost. So you recorded it? Recorded a great podcast. And that was the other problem with doing a podcast. I'm horrible technically. See, this is good, but I, what sucks is this happened a few weeks ago. We had a problem. Like the computer like melted down. Yeah. And then uh, it, I, I came in on a Monday and I had this guy, Mark Summers, who used to host Double Mark there, Summers. And he lives sure. in Philadelphia Park. So we're going back and forth. And I get here and the, it's all frozen. So I sit there and I call the guy from runs the station. I'm like, dude, dude, and he's he's not answering. So finally, I told Mark, and I was doing it as a bonus episode for the week. I said, Mark, I said, you know, 
I, I'm sorry, you have to. You, I can't tape it. And he was cool because he had to cancel a few times. And he goes, well, I won't be back here till Labor Day. But you feel like crap. And that's the thing when it melts down. I mean, for you losing Jeff Garland, who's such a great and you. Well, I don't yeah. want to give the movie away, but in sure, the scenes, was that based on the Jeff Garland? That was based on Jeff Garland. Now, now, who is who is the, your assistant? Now, is that, is that a friend of yours? The 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 guy who's the the the, uh, the produ- I guess he is a producer. TJ. TJ Miller, no, not TJ Miller, no, the the guy who's you, who does the podcast with you. Oh, that, that, oh yeah, yeah, busy hates. Yeah, it's just based on uh, t- um, angry uh, technical people. But is is that a friend of yours that did that part? Yeah, I had a friend like that. Okay. No, but the actual guy who played him. No, that's John Benjamin, and he, and he he's sort of a friend of mine. He's just somebody I really admire as a comedian. Okay, really funny dude. But he's out in New York, and when I lived in New York, he was sort of the king of closing all alternative comedy shows with weird weird Andy Kaufman bits that would like blow your mind now what years did you live in New York I lived there in the 90s okay because I'm trying to think who I find uh, Joe Matteris Joe Matteris I love you went to the same high school John Glazer I know Joe did you see I, Joe Matteris on Funniest yeah, he killed it uh, yeah, yeah it was great I, Joe actually Joe took Got my talent, he took talent. my apartment over when me and my ex-wife moved out to Vegas I don't know why he had the 10 minutes outside New York City in Nutley, New Jersey, and he took my apartment over. And I didn't talk to him for years. Then I heard he was on Letterman, and I sent him an email, and he's like, I always, I think because of you, because I rented that apartment, I stayed in New York. And so I knew him, and I was friends with Keith Robinson. Keith like, Robinson, I've, I, I've met a couple times. I did voiceovers with him. Okay. But I always hear his name thrown around by, like, the best comedians. Because he was funny. I mean, he, he, I used to drive him to gigs. That's how I... You did? Yeah, back when like, he was, like, a little, I used to call it a class before me. So I would go with him to... <laughs> gigs I would feature it he would headline and he was always great he was just a funny guy Joe was really sweet my wife and I saw him and he goes I'm out in town opening for Artie Lang and I was like oh my god I was like I would love, love. Was, it, was that was that at City Walk a few years ago yeah I went to that show you did yeah cause I went with uh, me and he gave me got me four tickets well maybe you remember this Joe comes out and opens for Artie and the, the crowd is super unruly and I was really impressed that he shut them all down. Well, when he, he shut that crowd down, that's a big crowd. It must have been for a few nights because Joe hired. I, that must have been the time before because Joe hired a guy to go on before him. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah, this time I saw him. So it was when Artie was sober, and we went in the back, of the behind the scene, like the back, back what a dressing room, and he's like. You want some cold cuts? And we, threw, we, thought, we thought he was saying, you want some cocaine? And we're like, what? Cold cuts? I got cold cuts. I got pizza. I'm like, oh, God. That's good, Artie. So, so, so okay, well, I want to get back to Busy. Sure. So, so you, you liked her. You thought she'd be... Now, did you, you say, she's perfect for this role. She's so, perfect. And you steal the email. Yeah, and the email just said something like, hi, Busy. I'm a comedian. And you know how when you say things that, like, at the time you think are going to impress people but they're not they're just so not impressive I think I said something like I did a web series for Adam.com and like trying to pump myself up and I wasn't and I said I wrote these shorts I need someone to play my wife I would, it just started with one short okay so it was this going to be originally one short you're going to put her in it one short and we did it and it was it was great so she said yes she was cool with it yeah 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 and she met my wife and within like five minutes, she had my wife down. Okay. It was amazing. I was like, oh man, this girl's really good. And I sort of thought like, oh, sh- it was just, a, I'd never, you know, she always plays like a, an airhead. Right. Or, or, you know, a blonde. And uh, she was like totally not doing that in this. And she just was great right away. And then once I had her. Um, but when you got her, did you sit there and say, okay, at one point you 
did you have to sit there and go, okay, God, I, I wanted her on for just a short, but now I want to make it a feature. Yeah. How do I cross that bridge? Did you did you come to that point? Yeah, I just said, can you just keep coming over and shooting? And, and she was I, cool? And, and she, she said yes, and there were days when she's like, I, I, I have to go. I can't be here anymore. I have to go get my kids. I'm like, okay, yep, go ahead. See okay. you later. And you just take what you can take on that day and hope that it works and... and um, she was she's she, I owe her so much. She's everything. So you get her, and then how do you start getting like T.J. Miller, who is who is so funny because it, it's a great role, and like he's such a uh, douche on uh, Silicon Valley, yeah. but you like him, and he's just and I've heard he's the nicest guy, but he's so he's good at playing that like like when he was in those cell phone commercials, just like that annoying like just uh, and but everyone knows someone like him, and uh, so how did you end up? going about the getting him did you know him yeah I would just see him do stand up I was like that's the funniest guy around and he had he had um, real that, just that real acting chops like he just had a thing that you said oh that's that's so good on screen comedically I had seen him in Cloverfield I was like alright yeah I guess he's pretty good and then I, when I would watch him just stand up I'm like oh man this guy's just hilarious naturally funny right Oh yeah, I just—I mean, I, I've yeah. heard—I've never seen him do stand up, but oh, yeah, in, like yeah. in Silicon Valley, he's just he's Silicon great. Valley. He's amazing. That's such a good show. It's—it's—it is the best show to come around in a long time. The scene, me and my girlfriend were dying, and I told my friends. One of my friends actually, you didn't hear those people. I gave him my HBO Go account info because I said you got to watch this show. Yeah. And the scene—did uh, you see the whole season? I did. The scene about the hand jobs is one of the most. Best written show the the last episode. I'm trying to remember what was when the they're talking about they're all in the uh, hotel oh my god doing, the end when they're doing the math yes that was one of the honestly Genius. one of the best written scenes and what made it so good was if you looked at it from the outside you go oh, this is a dick joke but yeah. but it's not it's written so well and you're sitting there going and it's one of those things where they they take it to one point and they just keep bringing more to it and you're like this is impossible yeah. and you're yeah. dying and you're going it's crazy well the guy is actually solving right. the problem in the other room it's not a, it's not a commentary it's not a dick joke it's a commentary on how silly guys are right and how absolute how guys waste time it's yeah it's it's so funny it's so just, genius it, I've been watching a lot of Arrested Development lately too I watched the first See, I didn't watch the the latest Netflix seasons. Like they had the one specifically yeah. for Netflix. Yeah, I saw the other three seasons. Mm -hmm. Such a great show, just so well written. And just the funny thing about it is, it's they push the limit. They 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 go so outlandish. Like the guy getting yeah. his you know falling in the water. I'm not. I don't know how far he is. I'm not going to say anything. But this, no, I've seen them all. I'm just okay, watching them again with the. Uh, them getting his arm bitten off, you know, by a shark. I mean, it's just. But any other show, if they did that, you'd be like, "What? What? That doesn't make sense." But that show, you just go. And uh, Will Arnett's amazing in it. It's he's amazing, and they're so far ahead of you. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh my god, they're so much smarter than you are, and and, and you can't guess where it's gonna go. And yeah, you watch it, and you go, "Wait, how does someone write this? I, it's like, how can the writing be this good?" You sit there and go, "It's crazy." So back to your movie though, because yeah. your writing is very good in this movie. Thank so, you. So you're putting the, you're putting the short things together. Yeah. And at what point is it? You're a bunch of them. You go. You said you just said screw it. I'm going to put the whole feature together. Yeah, I, I just said, oh, I, 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 I have all these, all this, these scenes here. It's a movie. Let's let's just make it a movie because because uh, I'd done a lot of web series and it it didn't it wasn't it didn't get a lot of views. It didn't bring me any money. How does how does that? That must be frustrating because I mean I did I did a God years ago, 
10 years ago, I did a thing called Steve Cooper, Not So Funny Guy. Yeah. And my friend directed it, <laughs> and I played this guy who wants to be a comic, but he's awful. And we shot it. My friend knew someone at E, so we shot it in the video vault at E, and it was like three minutes. What's a video vault? It's where, like, back when they had videos, like, they would go down, and they would have all the videos there. So they would, yeah. they have all this stuff, and they, they, they log out videos, and people, if they needed footage, it isn't now, like, you go online, they would just sit there and go, okay, I need uh, a video for, let's say, I need uh, this. And, you know, and we shot it, and we were- Is that like some, a clip show? No, no, no. We, oh. I played someone who worked in the video vault. Got it, who was got also it, doing got comedy. it. Got it, got it. But we eat. shot it in that vault. Oh, that's great. Fred had it. But the thing is, it was in this internet series. It was I Am Internet Web Series. It was one of the first web series award things. But no one watched it. I had like 700 views. And before YouTube was big. And it must be hard because you're putting quality stuff together. Yeah. And, I mean, was it frustrating? I mean, what were your web series about? I did one about a, a guy named The Shaman who was like a guy who kind of was a hippie guy who lived with a really uptight dude. I did a I did a web series. I did little shorts about being married. Um, those are the two. I did a web series for GQ about being a man. Like it was kind of mockumentary. Um, now, how did they find you? How did GQ find you? Uh, they just called me and they just said, oh, they'd seen the other web series and they said, do you want to make some branded? I mean, branded content is the way you can make money now if, you know, if you don't want to um, go get a job at a bank. So you were used to the web series, so you had the shooting, so you're doing this. Now, is that why in the movie you narrate it because you wanted to link them all together? Is that what happened? Or yeah, that's what happened. But it's a, it's a great touch. I know? like narration. I know people think it's a cheat. I, my, I, I think it's great. I, I love it. Scorsese. Yeah. I love Scorsese it. Scorsese narrates it. everything. It's like, it's like okay, yeah, Scorsese's a cheat. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. No, I, I, it's, well, that's another thing. You, it's a, the pretentious filmmaker. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, you know how some of these people are. Like, oh, well, that's, you know, yeah. they always use the word brilliant. And I'd say, yeah, this movie's brilliant. Well, why? Is it brilliant? Well, if, you know, tell me why it's brilliant. You know how it is. People just sit there and they go, "Oh, we heard these guys last night on the subway." Like, I want to know exactly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, no, 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 go, go, go. No, we were in the subway. We were waiting for the subway from Hollywood and Highland to come back here, and there's these guys. One guy had a big beard, an English accent, big fat guy, and another fat guy, and they're like, oh, "I'm going to say right here that Return of the Jedi sucks," and they're talking. It's like <laughs> everyone can hear him, and I'm sitting there going. I'm going, dude, shut up. You know, it's like, but they had all their things. Well, and you know how these people, like, they know everything. And it's like, it's like, oh, I'm good. It's like, shut up. You know, it's like, it's like, narration's good. If no, people don't like narration, they're idiots. The guy was saying that they're turning the Jedi stuff. Oh, it's awful. It's overrated. And he's like, he's, he got his beard and his other guy. I, I'm looking but at Star Wars guys. is great. He, was, he wasn't even saying that. And they're talking about they're something. They're all the same. They're all just idiots. And I'm sitting there, I looked at my girlfriend, and I'm like, God, these guys are dopes. She's like, well, the British are odd. I go, he's the only one who's, who's British. The other guys are just dopes. They look like, they look like a Dungeon and Dragons convention just let out. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, I think they were coming from the, the, the premiere of, um, what's that, the movie with... Uh, the superhero movie? The ga- yeah, the Galaxy, Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, I saw them on Kimmel last night. Yeah, because we got, we got off the, the subway and we went to get the shuttle, and we're like, wait a second, the street's closed off. <laughs> what the hell? I got we didn't drive. What concert were you coming from? Motley Crue, Alice Cooper. Oh my Bowl. God, how was that? It was great. I, it was? Is Motley Crue good? Motley Crue was amazing because yeah. you know all the songs and they do pyrotechnics. You don't see it anymore. Yeah. They're shooting fire out of the guitars and then Alice Cooper comes out and Alice Cooper, you know, it's so funny because you know he's a golfer and he's a businessman. He comes out with his makeup and all and then they have a guillotine cut what it looks like his head off and it's like, 
it was a show. I mean, wow. sitting there, you know, you sit there and you go, it was an hour show. He came out and the next thing you know, he's singing and he's in this outfit. He's like seven, eight, eight, nine feet tall. And I'm just, I'm like, it's just good. And the crowd was all older, which is cool. Cause you know, I don't like to go concerts where there's the young kids who get totally hammered and like falling on the seat, yeah. falling on the sleep next to you. You don't do EDM shows. What's that? You don't do e- no, I don't, EDM. I, I know. I don't even. What is it? I, I thought I was thinking EFO. I was thinking of a group uh, who sings. You're unbelievable. You, EFO. <laughs> no, what's what's EMD? What what is what is that? EDM is like electronic dance music. It's no, it's basically New Order. Well, no, it's not New Order. It's it's it's, Order. The, it's like the DJs. It's the DJ like Tiesto, and it's basically DJ culture. Okay. And and I. I've experienced this all the time with Vine. I hang out with younger people, and it's totally annoying. Well, because Paul Oakenville was a big DJ. He's a big one. Fatboy Slim's still a big okay, I like, one. I like them. Well, actually, my next guest today yeah. is was founded by Paul Oakenville. His name is Nick Richards. He was in an 80s band called Boys Don't Cry. Okay. He sang, I want to be a cowboy. I can be your cowboy. I want to be. Yeah. It's just weird. So he probably knows that whole scene, but you know, I don't, I don't know the scene. I, I don't either, but it's uh, it's fun to hang out. It's funny to hang out with the younger generation. And like someone said to me the other day, uh, like you left me a voicemail. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And they're like, no one leaves voicemails. It's funny, yeah, because I mean, and these are kids like eighteen or nineteen. You probably yeah. It, it's, it must. It is different. It's so funny because I always try to tell it to other younger comics, like when they bitch about, oh, no one looked at my. Uh, my clip I sent them it's like well back back when I was on the road you actually had to put a video cassette together mail it and, and, and with your resume and your headshot it would cost you like six bucks so if no one yeah. looked at it it was different so do you like I mean so how did, do the young kids come after do they, go, do they send you emails and go oh we want to shoot with you because you, you have all these millions of Vine followers or so, how does that work some, sometimes there's and sometimes uh, like I went to this thing in Vegas called it with a it was they have a lot of like social media houses that go on and they're just big parties and, and they just want you to hashtag their their company so they throw these big parties and sometimes they pay you to go and I went to one in Vegas and I was like by far the oldest person there and I remember the worst part uh, the, the low point was when the guy grabbed the mic and he goes uh, he goes he goes okay y'all make some noise if you was born in the 90s yeah. and I was like oh my god well, that's like I, I tweeted out leave. I tweeted out last night when Alice Cooper was singing I'm 18 I'm like and no one in the crowd is under 35 <laughs> and the only people who are 20 or 25 are with their parents I mean it was just mm-hmm. it's an older crowd so anyway, back to the movie. We we keep digressing. Yeah. Um, now, how did you start getting uh, all the other like you said, Rob Corddry, and uh, that's Paul. Is that Moss Shear? No, Paul Shear and Rob Corddry. Okay, now, now, did they know each other, or did you know either of them, or how'd that work? Yeah, those guys are. They 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 know each other from the UC. I was really blessed to to know people at the UCB theater, and Matt Walsh and Amy Poehler and Ian Roberts and Matt Besser. They founded that theater, and they sort of, I don't know, they they made great people and great performers. So. Rob Cordry went there and Paul Shear and they, you know you, you just they said okay and can, they're just nice and, and they also know each other really well so it was fun to watch them work together and they seem to know what the, the other one's going to do have you ever now, seen two people like that yeah oh yeah totally you know it's really awesome well Matt Walsh is so funny he's great in the movie. that was supposed to be Andy Dick okay and he didn't show up and then you know you just you just start thinking of people you're like oh Walsh yeah of course and, right. and Walsh was ten times better now you did you if know I him? Could get him? Did you know him before? Or no? I knew him. He was my teacher. Okay, but but you weren't like buddies. Like you couldn't sit there and just text him and go, "Hey, come over." Or no, no, not like okay. buddies. Yeah, and that's the thing is like you you know you feel kind of bad when people get there and you're like, 
ah, you don't really have a lot of food and right but you do try to I, I just tried to shoot everybody quickly well how does that feel for you though directing your teacher is that sort of an odd feeling because it's like I mean you're, you're <laughs> directing it and you're directing all these people who you know you're basically your fans of that's like for me when I get a guest yeah. who I'm a, a big fan of I'm sitting there going like, I have Robbie Benson on well I love movie 101 so I'm interviewing him and I'm like yeah, you're sitting there, I'm sitting there in your head I'm going man this is Robbie Benson you know I, I gotta be it. but then I'm thinking well no this is my right. show yes like for you though it's because Matt was your teacher so now it's like you're not teaching him but it's like you're sitting there like it'd be me if I saw my teacher if I was a manager at a restaurant <laughs> and my high school teacher and I cut him off I'm like no you can't drink anymore you know, you know, you know so it was like for you is it weird Directing he's, he, your he has such an amazing like, humility about him. He's just really humble that he drops into this like kid mode right away. Like, oh, okay, yep, okay, okay. And you're like, okay. I mean, not that I told him what to do at all, either. You know what I mean? He's he kind of knows what he's doing. Well, how did you go? How did you approach the directing? Because I mean, you really had to direct. I mean, the web series and stuff you you probably directed, but you directed yourself. Yeah. How did you take? I mean, was is directing as big as a thing as people say no, or is it, I, I always think if you have a vision it's probably pretty easy it's totally not and you just let the because it was my first time I just let everybody do what they wanted to do now, and I knew that was going to be better than anything I'd come up with were all the scenes written or did there was a lot of improv on the they scene? were all written but the guys would just look at them for like a minute because they would be literally like I have a thing in an hour I'm like okay well let's just go and and, and uh, I'd be like let's go turn the cameras on now and then that was the the best thing I did was like and then shoot three things and like you're done see I think that's why it makes it so loose and yeah you know now how did you find your camera crew I met this guy used to come and film me do stand up and he would film me every week an amazing guy named Ravi Submaranian and he he's also the executive producer he's the executive producer and we did it together and he he edited it and he made it I can't I don't edit and he made it like really sing and um yeah you just meet these people that like never say no there's only a few out there. Right. Because everyone else was like, no, I'm not going to, no, that'll never work. Or it's, no one will ever want to watch that. I had so many people tell me no. See, so you get it done, the movie done. Now, were you, was it a relief? Or was it then the, the trepidation of like, what am I going to do with this now? Yeah, it was done. I got rejected from all the film festivals. So you send it to, you send it to, how does that work? So you sit there and you, you hear there's a film festival. Yep. And you send it. Yeah, you pay $75. Okay, so you had to pay for all these I'm film paying festivals. Okay. So much money trying to get in. I think that's bullshit. I think they should. Oh, they you, just want they your money. They don't your even money watch back. Them. If you don't make it, they should give you your money back. Total racket. They do not watch all the films. I have friends that work at film festivals. There's, okay. It's impossible to watch all of them. It's who you know, who you have in the film. And I didn't get in. And I, you know, I wrote this thing for um, a film website, and that was I was like ten rules of making your first film, and that was one of them. Like fuck them film festivals, and I don't even care if, if that people don't like that. Like it's bullshit, right? Total bullshit. And so yeah, so then it comes. So then you know, it's just sitting around. Nobody, nobody wanted it. And then this guy called from Comedy Central, and he was like, "I watched it. It's amazing. It's totally amazing." Da da da. My manager called me. He's like Australian, and he's like, "He's like, yeah, you ever heard of uh, Dave Benath in New York at like Comedy Central?" And I was like, uh, "No, never heard of him." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, like he watched your movie, and he like um he like likes it." How did they get it? He, I think we, I think I sent it. Okay, every, we sent it to everybody. Like, do you want, do you want this? And you know, I was sitting on his desk, like next to like a Mind of the Mencia DVD, and he liked it. And then that was it. And then they released it, and they, you know, it, it did really well. It was number one for a couple of days, and like it beat all other. It was beating, 
you know, it would, we watched it go like past her, past Transformers, past and and that was all from the internet. That was all from the internet. Yeah, Vine. So how do you think that happens? It was from Vine. From Vine, yeah. Because it's amazing. I I, I know you would post stuff on Facebook about where it's positioned. It's like, wow, this is really you know, up. I mean, it's doing it's with the big movies. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I didn't think we'd break the top hundred. But then as soon as the movie came out, I started, you know, just. You can you get Instagrams, you get Vines, you get Facebook. I mean, even even people that are are have two hundred Facebook friends. Your mom, my mom, what does she have? One hundred and seventy. Right. That's one hundred and seventy-two people. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? Weird, that's, I know. That's, that's that's sales. Exactly. It's weird. It's uh. So so you now now it was you you screened it on the big screen. Yeah, we screened it at IPIC in Westwood, and we we're doing a run at the Downtown Independent, and we had a premiere at the uh, Silent. We had a premiere at IPIC and a premiere somewhere else, and. Two premieres, and, and then we're going to do the Downtown Independent September 4th. So if you want to come and see it, it plays really well with an audience. It's a good, it's a, if you're like a person that goes to Largo and sees comedy, if you're like that kind of comedy fan, if you come to the film, you'll love it. It screens really well like that because the jokes are a little inside. Now, what was it like for you to see it finally on the big screen? I mean, was that a great feeling? I was the best. Just I mean, standing in the back of the room watching all, you know, people that you admire, like watching it. You're like, oh my God, it worked. Now it's as I said, I loved it. Now it's, I'm sure it's gotten some criticism. Sure. Now, how do you take that? As because I know we're That's a great question. Anyone who's uh, in this field is very sensitive. Like I have, I don't have like I have like twelve reviews on this show on on iTunes because I, I push it on my website, and eleven are five stars, and one's one star and that hurts my feelings it's weird now yeah. that's just a little review for this how do you I was thinking about posting the negative comments on Facebook what do you think about that I think it'd be great I, I think that'd people, be interesting right because it's like it just shows well it, you know especially now because we're such in a, in a there's just so much I'm going to do that hate. today there's so much hate from people like, like no one wants to see you do well, especially in this town. Like me, when my friend played for the Raskins at the Hollywood Bowl last night, I was excited. I mean, he was over my house for Thanksgiving. Now he's on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm like, this is awesome. But some people would be like, oh, you know, I was, oh, I'm a better drummer than that. Or people probably with you, oh, his vines suck. You know, they yeah. made like three vines. His vines suck. But how did you react to it at first? Did it hurt you or did you sit there and have to take it in grain and Do say, this is what I got to do? Doesn't hurt me at all. I love it. I love hearing what other people have to say because you're like, oh, okay, I, I see that. You know, all the things that you don't like about the movie are all the things that I wanted to do in the movie. Like my wife's boss said, it, it, I wished it was funnier in the end. And I said, it's not supposed to be. No, it's not. It's not I, supposed that, to be funny would, in the end. I mean, I was just, uh, it, it, if it, when I was sitting there watching it, and I said, okay, if something happens, like if his, if his wife died, then I'd be like, this movie, screw this. But yeah. at the end, I expect that. It's not, you know, that's not supposed, it was funny throughout. You know, every movie's not funny, 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 funny. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand people, you know, and you know, a lot of it's jealousy, I'm sure. Like, people, but I, I read some of the reviews on iTunes and they were like, I'm trying to think what they were like. They were like, you know, I think I just put excellent in something because I I appreciate it. it. I'm trying to think. They, they they weren't even that bad. They would be like one star, like unprofessional looking. Oh yeah, well, and I was like, course. oh yeah, it was shot for ten thousand dollars. Exactly, that's the thing. It's like it's like saying, so, oh, Clarks is unprofessional. Like, yeah, of course they're shot low yeah. budget. You know. Yeah. So I don't care. I'm going to make another one for ten thousand dollars. I don't care. Or do you uh, do you have ideas to make another movie? Yeah, we have we have one that's going to start in September. Okay. And it's very very low budget, but it's I think it's funny and it's a um. It's a mockumentary about uh, social media. Okay. Yeah. So and then hey, if you need anybody, hey, I'm ready. Okay. To yeah. Well, you know what would be actually cool is if we could, 
you know, film you in here because this is a great studio. Oh yeah, too. I mean, always filming here. I, I get to studio all the time. I just—it's so funny. I love mockumentaries. Yeah. So, so it's a, so. How how did you come? Are you writing that by yourself again? Are you directing that again? Yeah, I'm gonna direct it, and then I have some producers uh, helping with the story. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you like that? Do you like helping, or do you just rather just do it yourself? It's so much easier with help. Okay. So much better. I, you know, it's like a writer's room. I mean, twenty writers is better than one. Well, we have a few minutes left. Yeah. Um, tell everyone, tell everyone you're, where they can get in touch with you. I was raped as a boy. Okay, see that crazy. See, it, changed, it changed everything, people. See that? I'm it's, just it's, kidding. No, so uh, tell us. Sorry, everybody. rape jokes, I know. Tell everybody, you go to iTunes and see it there. You can see it on Amazon. Um, and come to the Downtown Independent September 4th for a week. And now, now if I go on Vine, yeah. and I, if I start following people, how do I follow you on Vine? Just look up Jason Nash on Vine. Is there like ha- is there any ads? Because like, you know Instagram's like... Uh, it's at Jason Space Nash. Okay. It just type in, expl- yeah, you'll see it. Is, now are you on Twitter? And I'm Jason23Nash on Twitter and Instagram. Now is there another Jason Nash that's on Twitter? That I had a battle with this guy. I called him. I said, Give me, I like the name. You don't do anything with it. And he's, he wanted $5,000. See, isn't that BS? Because I'm on Coop, my website's coopertalk.net. And it yeah. says, so coopertalk.com's coming up for $3,500. Yeah. Well, I know the people who are putting up were a little town in Wisconsin for a, a like, they, it was a Save This Park. It's not them asking it. It's some jerk. And I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe I should get flattered. Maybe that means my show's bigger than I think. It's yeah. sitting there buying a website but isn't it irritating when they if it's different if they do like there's steve cooper's all over that's fine i mean and i go by cooper talk anyway but your name if there's another guy who has your name and he doesn't tweet or anything that's sort of irritating yeah he's holding out he goes he told me he goes i want enough money to take my wife away to vegas for the weekend i go all right we have four or five hundred dollars he goes no no i want to stay at a really nice place you know, he goes, He goes. I want to high roll it. He, and he didn't have any irony in his voice at all. Or oh, so you've talked to him? Oh, yeah, I just called him. He goes, I want, uh, I'd like to take my wife away. And I would like uh, to a real nice place, uh, f- about four or five thousand, five thousand. I was like, I don't have five thousand dollars. I can't. And the funny thing is, though, you're getting followers without that Jason Nash. Yeah, yeah. I feel like to like .net, .com for you, it's the same thing. Well, yeah, I think what you should do is, here's just my idea. Yeah. You should get all your followers on your Vine followers and Twitter followers yeah. and sit there and all send the Jason Nash <laughs> say you know what give the real Jason Nash his site and could you imagine if you sat there if he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of tweets I'm sure he doesn't tweet a lot no. it's his Twitter right could you imagine all of a sudden he's getting email after email like because you know when you get a notification if he has he probably has his push notifications in could you imagine if he just got like that 2,000 in one day oh this guy would love it he'd be he's like, the biggest douche really cause be, yeah I, he would just dig in but just you could just keep doing it and, and keep doing it and finally he'd just be like I gotta get rid of it because it's like if you push things, drive you crazy. Cause you, but I, I turn that stuff off. I don't do Facebook Messenger. I don't do that. And so, yeah. But can you imagine if you didn't have it and just blowing them up? You should do that. All right. All right. I'll, I'll think about it. It sounds kind of arrogant, but I, maybe I'll no, do so it. People, oh, I'll say people out there, uh, uh, at Jason Nash tweet on him. Twitter, just tweet, tweet, tweet away. Tweet him <laughs> away. And go to uh, the movie. The, the, it's jasonnashismarried.com. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and Vine Jason... And just Vine is Jason Nash. And go check it out. Why? Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm, I'm glad you could come out. And I was so awesome. You're a great, great you. interviewer. I'm, I'm glad you got me to watch the movie because I, I don't really, I don't, I, I have every cable station. We never watch stuff. Yeah. We watch TV. And I sat down and I watched it. And I have a, th- I watched it on my desktop. Thank God I have, a, I have to get a new one. But I have a big screen, so it was good. Good. But so yeah, I want to thank you. Thank you, Steve. So thank you and check them out, people. Also, uh, follow me at Twitter at Cooper Talk. Also. 
coopertalk.net. I have 270-something episodes up on there. And I have one that's really grainy. It's from uh, last Saturday at Bob's Espresso. I did a Cooper Talk Live with uh, my friend Jordan Brady, of uh, directed of I Am Road I love Comic. Jordan, yeah. He's great. And we did it, and we, we just I posted it off the camera recording so it's like when you went to a concert and you were a kid and you try to sneak record something that's what it sounds like the sound quality is not good but it's me and Jordan just having a lot of blast also send me an email cooper at indie100.com if you have a android tablet or phone please pick up my app it's free just type in cooper talk on the google play store you can check that out and that's about it um keep listening oh stitcher and itunes cooper talk one word check me out and all the same episodes are up anyway thanks for listening check out jason nash send at jason nash a tweet saying give the real jason nash his name and uh yeah so i'm steve cooper i'm only as hip as my guests don't forget drink your water eat your vegetables take your vitamins you guys have a wonderful wonderful weekend